pursuant to Governor Baker's March 12th, 2020 order suspending certain provisions of the open meeting law, GL chapter 30A, section 18, and the governor's March 15th, 2020 order imposing strict limitations on the number of people that may gather in one place, this meeting of the Medfields Board of Health is being conducted via remote participation. No in-person attendance by members of the public may, will be permitted, but every effort will be made to ensure that the public can adequately access the proceedings as provided for in the order. A reminder that persons who would like to listen to and view this meeting while in progress may do so by following the instructions on the agenda and meeting notice. All right. So I think the uh, the main uh, agenda item today is the uh, plans for the special town meeting. And we have um, the town moderator, Scott McDermott, has joined us. Um, hey, so everyone. Thanks for being here. Um, I think uh, maybe maybe a good way to start is I I think the rest of the board knows we you know I've had a couple meetings with Scott and Christine, but um, we thought it's good. This is an important thing to get everybody's take on. So I want to make sure that if the rest of the board had uh, ideas or concerns that I hadn't uh, thought of, that, that that there would be an opportunity to bring those forward. Um, and maybe the best way to proceed is, Scott, to give sort of a rundown of the meeting and the plans that you have in place uh, at the moment um, and the sort of issues as you see them. Uh, hello, everybody. Thanks for, for being with us today. And thanks for all the work you guys have done over this. Is, this is, as you know, we've done two outdoor town meetings uh, since this all began. And now we have the you know, with the continuing uh, situation, we have probably the most compelling town meeting issue in a generation when it comes to driving civic engagement. So we're expecting to have a significant sized um, crowd come on Sunday the 7th. So um, the selectmen designated Sunday afternoon, which I thought was a good decision at noontime. So that, you know, that's what we're locked into. Um, the reason that today is important and the reason I'm really uh, very happy that you guys we're able to uh, connect with me today is because tomorrow night uh, I'm I'm going to go before the selectmen and I'm going to be presenting uh, you know my proposed procedures and guidelines for the way this is all going to work. It's hard to believe, but as of yesterday, that we're within three weeks. But the reason that's important is because tomorrow night they're also going to open and close the warrant, and therefore uh, at that point when that warrant closes, that's kind of when it, I always think it officially passes over to me now. You know, the selectmen have, they've set the date, um, they've established the warrant, and we will know, uh, you know, precisely the activities that will be undertaken at the town meeting. Of course, at an annual town meeting, this activity happens uh, months before the town meeting. The, the, you know, the warrant is published in generally in January, normally by uh, early February, it's closed. We have an opportunity to be able to publicize. But in this instance, for a lot of reasons, including reasons that have to do uh, with you know, with public health, we're, we're we're now in a kind of a tight time frame. So tomorrow night, uh, in the selectmen's meeting, I will I will, and I think I think this is um, still. Can you guys still hear me? We can hear you. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
And so, you know, very, very timely. So what I'm actually looking forward to tomorrow, uh, uh, Christine and I will meet again and I will be sharing with her the proposed, uh, you know, guidelines for the meeting. We just came back from the high school where we met with uh, our usual, um, you know, compatriots and collaborators in setting up the town meeting, uh, people from the school department, um, you know, uh, Marion Binaldi, the town clerk's office, Medfield TV, our technology folks. So we spent about an hour and a half kind of running through, looking at all of the, you know, the, the sites and the venues over there. Um, so that's, uh, you know, I'm actually looking to, to try to see what uh, guidelines I can get today from you. We've spoken to Steve. We've talked a little bit about that. Uh, you know, we know that we want to be safe. Uh, we also know that, uh, you know, we have this date, November 7th. So, um, you know, at the moment we have looked at, we have, we have multiple venues within the school, uh, you know, that we have looked at, uh, and we are, we are going to kind of lock down a plan depending upon, uh, this conversation, also conversations with our, our technology team as well to make sure that we can kind of pull it off uh, at these various uh, satellite loca locations that are, you know, that are going to be designated. Everybody will register centrally. Everybody, you know, registration is the first and key uh, element. Marion Binaldi, Christine, and I talk a lot about making sure that we, we get everybody to the meeting and get them uh, appropriately registered so that they can sit within the town meeting. The town meeting is actually, uh, you know, it's not just an event, it's an entity. It's a, it's a thing like a legislative body. And so we need to, it's very important to ensure that the, the people sitting within the town meeting are either registered voters or they are designated as visitors. And so we've developed a process. We think we're gonna be able to get people registered and ultimately get distributed to, um, to the gym first. You know, the gym is still going to be the studio for want of a better expression. And when I was in there, I mean, that's where, you know, most of that's where uh, a presentation will be provided uh, uh, by the school building uh, committee. And that's where the warrant committee will be commenting uh, on the motion itself. That's where the selectmen will have an opportunity to comment from. And, uh, and then after that, we have our usual microphones in there that will uh, be open to opponents and proponents. Uh, interestingly, at any of the satellite sites, you know, one of the things that adds a little bit to the complexity is that the communication with those sites have got to be, there's got to be two way. People have got to be an opportunity uh, for those people as well to be able to present. That's the nature of the open town meeting. It's a, it's a participatory kind of a, a, you know, a body. And so we're trying to figure out all the logistics to get, to get that done. Uh, one of the words that I've learned from uh, from Steve is uh, de-densifying. Uh, so uh, appreciating the value of de-densifying, and also Christine has been uh, meeting as well with uh, with the seniors. Um, we we will provide space. Uh, certainly, the library would be open uh, for people who had sensitivity and wanted to be in an environment where uh, it was it would be less crowded than it would be in the gym. Um, and uh, you know, the plan now is to have, have overflow into the cafeteria, prospectively into the, uh, the auditorium and, and, and other venues. And that's what we want to talk to you about as well. So we just looked at possible uh, venue sites and trying to figure out how we get the technology to work. Um, 
numbers are a speculation, you know, like I'm looking at a bunch of familiar faces and I know that I, uh, you, you've been to a number of town meetings and um, I can just give you a little bit of what the data reveals is that, you know, on a normal town meeting, we might do somewhere between 350 and 550 uh, people or, or 600 people. Um, we have, we have uh, had more than a thousand people on a number of occasions. We've done special town meetings from everything to buy Redgate Farm. That drew a, a large audience of over 1,400. Uh, and we know that we had over a thousand people who were in attendance. I think we had 980 votes when we did the zoning a couple of years ago in 2019 uh, for the state hospital. So um, I don't know what the numbers are gonna be. I did uh, go, Marion was nice enough to go back and do the research, provided numbers all the way back through the last generational, compelling generational vote that the town had when we were, we were funding the switching of our high school and our middle school and we had Memorial School mixed into that. And uh, you know that process had a bunch of complexity, if you remember, having to do with a town meeting followed by a vote, followed by a revote, and, and then they had to do another special town meeting because some of the numbers had changed. And at the final one of those, the number of people in attendance was about uh, 2,500 people. And the, the logistics in those days were, were just to pack as many people in as many classrooms as possible. And they packed every classroom in the, you know, in the school and, uh, and they only had one-way communication. All you were doing was watching it projected through Medfield TV on TV sets. And there was no provision made for people to be able to speak in the satellite rooms. Uh, and there was barely any communication with the satellite rooms whatsoever. Under today's standards, uh, we've hired a contractor who will help to produce an event where I will be able to connect with uh, designated satellite rooms. I'll have a assistant uh, moderator who will be appointed to help me keep order in those various rooms, but also to be able to communicate back to somebody that I anticipate will be standing near me to tell me uh, what is going on in the various satellite rooms. And as I move from opponent to proponent, uh, you know, in the speaking, I'm not only gonna have to move from opponent to pro a proponent at, at, the, at uh, the two microphones before me in the gym, but at these other venues as well. So, that is, you know, uh, Steve, I don't know if that's helpful in terms of, you know, where our thinking is. I mean, for me, there's four parts when it comes to, we get, to get everybody registered. Uh, ultimately, there's a presentation of the motion. Uh, there'll be a, a commentary by the uh, warrant committee and the selectmen. And then we go to what I call discussion and deliberation. That's what makes it a town meeting. I have to distinguish for a number of our folks in town why it's different than the ballot that's gonna be taken the, uh, a week later. And then in fact, having a, a ballot a week later, I think is advantageous to, to me because I'm able to point to the fact that, of how they are different. And I would encourage everybody to go. And if what they wanna do is to go and cast a ballot, they'll have that opportunity a week later. If they, what they wanna do is to participate in this uh, direct, uh, democratic, participatory self-government exercise that we do with all its imperfections, then they're gonna have to, uh, uh, you know, there will be discussion and deliberation before we will ask people to cast a vote. So uh, looking for questions and or looking for, you know, what kind of guidance, you know, you can provide to Christine and I as we, as we spend some time tomorrow just being prepared to tell the selectmen what we intend to do, subject to change, always subject to a little bit to, to uh, other variations having to do with attendance and what we learn. So questions?
I mean, just maybe we could just add on some of the uh, things that you already that we've already discussed and are are somewhat settled in terms of COVID precautions. Yes. But I, I think one of the one of the things that you mentioned is that we don't know exactly how many people are going to be there, but we're expecting it's going to be on the larger side, right? So we're expecting over a thousand and it could be as many as 2000 apparently. So it's a, it's a lot of people. Yeah. And I think you had said that the duration to expect roughly would be four hours. So from an- yeah, it won't be, it, 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 We don't know how long the count is gonna take. Yeah. You know, to the extent there are variables associated with that, but um, I am gonna be emphasizing from now till the town meeting that this is the closing argument on this issue. Right, so we have to make a decision. It's hard for you know. This is a complex decision. There's a there's a, you know a lot of complexity around it. It's legitimate complexity. I've you know I've been on the edge of it watching it now for how long, for you know for well over a year, and it, it, it's all its form. And I think it's it's uh, you know it's one of those decisions. It's it's a big budget item. Uh, if we have a town budget of 75 million and we're talking about a you know a school building for 82 million, in anybody's home or in any business, when you were making that kind of a commitment. You know, that would be a big budget item. So it's important to give it its, its uh, appropriate strategic uh, consideration. So, uh, Steve, yes, uh, you know, in terms of the, the precautions that are kind of expected, it's in it's in the school building. So, you know, anybody in the school building will have a mask. So yeah. that's, I think, an accepted precaution. Um, and, um, you know, one of the issues that we'd like to get uh, your definitive guidance on had to do with uh, my, uh, you know, who would be, uh, we encourage uh, everyone to attend. We want, we like to provide uh, within the within the town meeting environment, we want people uh, with young children and we want our seniors to be able to come and we want them to be able to feel safe. Uh, but one of the issues that we can talk about a, a little later is that, that we get um, a lot of questions commentary around being able to bring uh, children, small children to town meeting. And, you know, I have tended to uh, take the position that, you know, because we are an entity, that this is a legislative body and with the legislative body, you know, come open to our registered town meeting, uh, uh, excuse me, our registered voters. And um, so we've, we've, we've always taken that, that, you know, that's a position that's it's, it's not open to, uh, to children. We encourage, um, uh, you know, as much as we can everybody to to come and to, to make provisions for that but but in talking to steve last week and i guess we would be looking for your affirmation you know i can't imagine that it would be considered by anyone to be a good idea either way to bring your child into that kind of an you know a forum with with uh in the thousands of people there and also these kids are unvaccinated right so and so you don't want to bring them into an environment where i'm encouraging you know, everybody who's a registered voter to come and, and, and letting them know we're going to try to do this as safely as possible. So, you know, we've talked about that issue. I know that the, the PAC and I think others in, 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 are, are doing the right kind of organizing efforts to try to provide uh, babysitters, to provide uh, childcare services to folks who need it. Uh, you know, networks have been established. I'm not a part of that. It's not being offered uh, through the moderator, but it certainly is being encouraged by the moderator. Um, I'm looking out at a couple faces that might remember the fact that uh, when we went through that last generationally compelling thing, I was trying to remember in the mid 90s how old my kids were and 
And it's, a, you know, it's a challenge. We think that we have made the right decision to try to make that easier for everyone, for seniors to be able to get around and do it during the daylight. And we have all the provisions in place to have reserved parking in front of the school, uh, a bus from the, from the Council on Aging if they would like to get a bus assistance once they get to the school. Uh, and we also hope that a Sunday afternoon at noontime is gonna be a better time uh, for young families, uh, young mothers, young parents to be able to uh, be able to, you know, to be able to get some childcare for a few hours. Now, Steve, I, all of that is circling around in the question, which was how much time, right? You're right, so, right. So, you know, it, there will be a time when um, when things start to repeat themselves, and when people who feel, you know, exceptionally passionate who need to have themselves uh, heard, they will have largely have had an opportunity. Normally what I would do is I would reduce the amount of time that would be allocated to opponents as, opponents as we go forward. But as I said, I'm gonna be, you, you, uh, I will be encouraging folks to, to, to make a final argument, to be able to find the simplicity and, you know, on the far side of the complexity of this issue. Let's distill it down to these things. Let's trust and respect all the other people who are in attendance um, in terms of their ability to be able to collaborate in making this decision. I will be asking people to come to the meeting prepared. Yeah, and there's opportunities to be able to be prepared on the town's website, the work that the Warren Committee has done so that people don't come and, and it's, it's just too complex an issue to get you know started at square one and get completely educated. So I'm hoping that we'll be able to wrap it up uh, in a very reasonable time. I told someone today that I know that it's the right amount of time when half the people in the room think that I've let people talk too much and the other half think that I'm going too fast. If I could find that exact time, you know, right at that point, then that's when I would uh, call the question. So I'm hoping I'll be able to maybe do that. And that's what you get from the front of the room is you get a little opportunity of the sense of the room. And it's, a, it's actually easier at a special town meeting because You've got other considerations in an annual town meeting, like all the other articles that haven't been pulled. You don't know how much time is going to need to be allocated for those. Uh, and I don't want to, I, I believe in kind of the balance anyway of, of, you know, this reasonable discourse that we want to promote, but also some expedience at the end of the day. So I'm hoping that the time frame that I gave you, Steve, yeah. is the right time frame to be able to get this done beginning to end, have a good vote, have people feel that in good faith, the, you know, the process was, was, uh, put into place to be able to provide for a presentation of the motion, deliberation and discussion, and a, and a, and a good fair vote. The so votes I'm, have to be counted. So the, the, if we if we have multiple locations, people will vote in in multiple locations, and those votes will need to be taken to a central location to be counted. Then I will come back and then with a simple announcement, uh, you know, as to what the result of the vote was. We do know that it requires two thirds. I think everybody on this call probably is aware of that. So this vote does require a two-thirds vote, so that's a supermajority. And then the following Tuesday on the 15th, that's a simple majority for, for, the, for the town's ballot. One is, one is essentially the appropriation, and one is the override, the Proposition 2.5 override. So they have different thresholds of, of voting. So I think from the, from the health perspective, the assumptions we're working with is that we're having something between something over a thousand, maybe as much as 2000 people, um, that the duration that people will be indoors together would be something like four hours, uh, give or take. 
and that masks are required uh, for everybody. Um, and the ventilation at the school has already been sort of upgraded um, for, for COVID because of the children. So we have that working for us. And to the extent that there are windows that can be opened and so forth, um, that could be done. Um, and then as um, Scott mentioned, I think the other kind of uh, accommodation that we're making to, you know, cause there's this balance because you want people to, people have a right to go and, and participate, participate um, and they don't, you know, but they also, you know, don't want to face an unreasonable risk. And so one of the things that we talked about was having some of these satellite spaces designated as, you know, lower density. Uh, so they're not full to the brim, but there's actually some ability to have social distancing there. Um, and that might be something that is a comfort for people who are concerned about, you know, being in the, in a big crowd in the gym for four hours and that, that they may feel uncomfortable with that. But it sounds like it's going to be feasible to have some alternative large rooms in the school uh, to accommodate those people. And I think one of the challenges that we talked about there is the capacity of those spaces and the and really the limited capacity of those spaces and and the the nuanced messaging of trying to uh get the right people uh to get that space going to the right people not just the worried well any you know if we just say oh do you want to be in de-densified space or not, we really wanted to have a message that says if you have a, uh, if you're at high risk of COVID, uh, you know, if you have concern, you know, high risk of COVID because of your health situation, you know, feel free to use this space or something, something like that, that, that signals that this is, you know, for people that really have a high risk, you know, some comorbidities and stuff, not not just you're sort of like, well, I'll, I, we all want to minimize our risks, uh, you know, we don't, but that's not what it's about. And it, the space would fill up too quickly. So, um, and I think for, I think for regular people um, in, in Medfield, you know, probably being in a space like the gym for four hours with masks is not an unreasonable risk where we have um, very high vaccination rates achieved. We have pretty low incidence rates. Uh, I don't expect that to change radically by in the next few, three weeks. Um, and I, I think I said to Scott before, you know, it's not that, I mean, there could be an instance of transmission at, at this event, you, we can't say, no, there's not going to be any transmission. It's really a matter of, you know, the, how, how likely is that? How many infections, you know, how likely are they to be serious uh, and so forth? And I think my sense is relative to the importance of the event, you know, uh, it's probably a reasonable risk. I mean, we, we have 
tens of thousands of people now going to Bruins games and and NBA games uh, voluntarily, um, and you know, and that's considered sort of a acceptable risk. And so, you know, I think this much smaller event uh, for a important reason in our town, you know, the risk balance is probably uh, acceptable in, in my view. Um, you know, it's, it, it's, I think we're in a somewhat of a challenge and some of the things you might think we'd wanna do because we can't really, I think we can't really exclude people who are voters, you know, even if they, you know, we can ask people with COVID symptoms to stay home which you know obviously would be socially responsible thing for them to do, but I'm not I'm not sure we can do uh, uh, we can't you know we can't exclude people who aren't vaccinated or do or, or require negative COVID tests and those kinds of things aren't really on the table for us to do. Um, so you know, given the tools that we have to work with, I think the priority should be on you know trying to separate out high-risk people and put them in the safest type space as possible. Uh, I think one of the things that we've talked about before, uh, which it seems like is maybe not feasible logistically, but you know, would be advantageous from a health perspective would to have one of these satellite spaces be an outdoor space, um, because we know that's a much lower risk of COVID transmission outdoors, um, but there are some challenges Christine uh, mentioned around uh, making that happen. So I Let think, me, we, yeah, go ahead. If I could, Steve, so uh, yeah, thank you. And that, you know, that guidance, you know, we heard as a part of this walkthrough that we just came from, uh, as I said, we had outdoor contractors, I mean, excuse me, we had outside contractors talking about our technology. We, so we did look at, you know, an outdoor option um, and, there's a couple of factors, so we so that you know we also think would be an, uh, would be a would be a good option if we can manage it relative to three factors. One is the technology, one is the registration, and the third is be able to get voting done in that way. Uh, we can't go to the turf field, um, and we we also run the risk of relying on that. Uh, when weather could be a major consideration, you know, that late in the year. One thing that we came to when there was a time when we were thinking maybe we do this, you know, we do this outdoors like we had in the past. And when the date of November 7th was chosen, I mean, I went and I looked at kind of past years of November 7th and, uh, you know, you guys are New Englanders and it could be anything, uh, you know, on November 7th, although this, this fall has been a little bit different. So we have looked at that. And I would say that that, you know, that's an option that, that, um, we, we would do anything we can to try to implement if we can do it, if we can do it, and also make sure that we meet the requirements of the, you know, the, the things that we need to do to execute, you know, effectively on the town meeting. Um, as a, as a, and then, then we would have the question of, you know, uh, who would want to participate because it won't be the scale of the, of the turf field. That would be for certain because it might even include a tent rental, but it will certainly include, you know, providing some audio visual, um, it would seats. Uh, we've got to find a space. We have to run fiber optic cables to all of these satellite uh, uh, locations. 
And so, you know, we walked all the way over, I think, to the old practice field behind the middle school to find a place where they could put an anchor a tent. And it's just too far. I mean, it's just a quarter of a mile of fiber optic cable, I think. And plus, we got to figure out how to manage it. So working within, you know, those constraints, um, you know, I think that we're all on the same page about if there was a if there, if there was an alternative that could be provided and it could be managed. Now that would have a capacity as well, right? So uh, I don't know whether people might. If it's a beautiful day on November seventh, people might uh, select that, you know, that alternative first, and that gets us to the question that Steve I thought was so interesting. I had never heard the expression, you know, the worried well, but I could see where you know people are worried and people people have and people some. People have different uh, risk tolerances, and they have different concerns about their own health, and they have. So that's a, you know, that's a, that's a factor. Yeah. Well, just um, I'll maybe say just one more thing. I see we have hands up from so so we can get input from everyone else. I just wanted to come back on the issue of kids and and uh, my when I heard that I I thought and I I think I saw nodding heads at the board that that's probably a pretty bad idea from a health risk perspective to have kids on site during you know during the town meeting uh, it's just a lot more to manage and it's a lot more a lot more bodies to spread disease around um so i i was i thought there's enough time uh and enough notice on the meeting that it's reasonable that people ought to be able to figure out um child care arrangements um I'm hoping, and, and, and one thing about the process, the two-step process, is that, you know, worst case is somebody's not able to, to participate for one reason or another, or they're not sure about their, their own health on that particular day, they will have an opportunity to participate in a different kind of a way a week later. It's not like true. you're not participating in the process. You know, you could go maybe to an environment to be able to vote. So I think that's, you know, that's good. This is not the only time that we're going to stand up and and register okay. what the sentiment of the community is regarding this this project. Good point. So I don't know, Carol and Melissa have hands up. Carol? Yes, thank you. Um, thank you, Scott, Steve, and Christine for all your work. Um, I know that there are towns that have protocols um, and I know Steve has reviewed them and he's also an expert. Um, you mentioned that masks will be mandatory. Um, I, certain, I certainly am in favor of that. What I, You don't have to answer all these things. I, I'm keeping notes. Um, yeah. I, I would like to know that there would be some sort of SOP for reminding people to keep them on or enforcing that because that could be contentious and take space and visualization from the issue at hand. So I would like to say in my experience of my work uh, in the state, it's important to have a plan for that. You probably already do, um, but, I, but I wanted to um, bring that up. Um, I will also say that um, I appreciate the reference Steve made to ventilation. And I think that in every space, uh, the windows should be open. If there's opportunity for fans, it should just be. Um, I would also 
ask that. And I love the fact you hired someone. I know there's certainly ARPA money. Uh, that's exactly for these processes. And I agree with you, Scott. This is a vital, vital uh, meeting. And um, I want all people to feel comfortable to attend. So ventilation and spacing and you have a hired person. Um, but I think one of the other things I, I want to mention, and you I'm sure uh, have this all prepared, is that um, one of the towns I work with, to let people know ahead of time through various social media channels, what those expectations are and that, you know, masking and what the, what the, you know, there will be enforcement and reminders and, you know, don't come if you have symptoms, those kind of things, which again, you don't have to respond to every one of these. I know Steve has probably talked about them. Um, I, I also agree there shouldn't be children. I, um, I will say that um, one of the things I try not to ever miss town meeting when you're thinking of registration, it's usually clogged up in that uh, high school foyer. I'd say the less clogging that you can consider, the better. And um, the last, I think, important thing that I feel um, is that there should be some sort of an outside option, whether it be in a parking lot or because what I would hate, and I've been here 29 years through many contentious town meetings, is that for there to be no matter what side of this issue people fall on to say that to 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 as you say Scott so well to um to not support the whole democratic process because one group or another felt there wasn't a comfortable option with covid to be in a space like that yep. so those are my things and i tried to be concise that was good. And in fact, I wouldn't mind that, that bullet point. I've got the notes of it, but all of them, I, you know, I think of things that we're paying attention to and we want to make sure we pay attention to. And, and you know, we want to go ahead, um, you know, with the guidance of the Board of Health. You know, that's this is to do this uh, safely. We've, you know, the, the past two, there was a lot of uh, great collaboration around what we needed to be doing both a year ago uh, or this May and the previous June. So, Melissa, did you have a, a question, comments? Hi guys, thank you so much for all your hard work. Yeah, I did have a few things to add. A um, couple questions and a couple just bullet points. Yep. Um, the questions I have are, what is the maximum capacity the gym, the library, the cafe can actually hold? Can we just... have, yeah, I have all of those. Um, I don't know, let me see if I can get them out. Give me a second. And while you're looking for that, Christine, is the state saying that um, there's a maximum capacity of people per square foot at this point? Are we yeah. having to look at any uh, restrictions? Okay, that's no, right. no, no restrictions. So currently, okay. the gym the gym would hold 1,300. The library um, okay. is approximately 175. The cafeteria is 284, and the auditorium would be 455. And there's that room 125? Yes, I'm not sure after our review if we're going to be able to use that based on its location. Okay. Uh, but right. we're investigating other locations as well. But those are the larger okay. locations that we're using. Every satellite okay, so that location, we would have to, you know, we have to have a, a kind of an assistant moderator. We have to have a setup to be yeah. able to manage that. So 
to be able to go to bigger sites and create that de-densification we hope is but as I said, we don't we don't know what the what the number of people that are going to be coming in who are going to want to register their their vote. Right. Okay, I I have a few suggestions. One might not be popular, but um, I'm going to throw it out there anyways. Um, whenever we enter a hospital facility, and I know this is not hospital um, that we're talking about, but we are talking about managing good mask wearing, is we. Um, we PRL everybody and then we offer sort of a, a mask that we know is proper. Um, so one of the surgical masks with the three layers that has the metal part that sort of hugs the nose. Um, I think that would take away a lot of the fears of people coming in with masks that are ill-fitting. So what I would be suggesting is that everyone PRL and grab a new mask on arrival to the to the town hall to the town meeting um i don't know budget wise what that would cost to buy two thousand masks but i really think that would make um just a safer environment knowing that those masks were um you know medically uh approved essentially um i would love to suggest having a separate check-in area i don't know if that's something that is logistically um able to be done for folks who you would say maybe you'd want to um, scurry them through to a safer spot. So yeah. you would say like mm -hmm. you would have a separate check-in area with a walkie-talkie and you guys, I don't know how that works. It, it's actually Melissa, might be too much. Melissa, if I can just interrupt you for one second. Unfortunately, that's not of going course. to be an option. It is something we looked at, but a single point of registration for accuracy. Okay. Um, but we, Marion and I discussed with Scott today, making sure we don't have a bottleneck in that area. And so we'll be offering an Got earlier, um, you know, we're going to open registration similar to when we did the town meeting outdoors. We'll open it earlier than we normally would for a town meeting to give people time okay. to come in um, and not have to worry about standing there in the registration. So. Um, Got, okay. So you've taken yeah. care of that. I appreciate it. I did want to reinforce Carol's um, suggestion about keeping proper ventilation, I think. Fauci said, you know, that's like the number one thing right now is keeping yep. those windows open. If you're going to um, any, you know, family events or whatnot in the next couple months. So that's super important. Um, I talked to Roberta today just to, you know, just give her a call and see what her hesitations are from the perspective of those mobility um, challenged or elderly. And, and, you know, she was just concerned about the, the long walk to the to the gym, but it sounds like we're going to have other options for for rooms. So that seems like it's a good, um, yeah, a good opportunity for folks who feel like they were being left out of the the process, which we definitely, you know, as you said, don't want anyone to feel well, we left should, out of the process. Should, that's a great point, Melissa, and, and we want to try to provide whatever assistance because still the rooms are still going to be down through registration, likely down the you know the corridor. That yeah. The library is in that direction, as is the cafeteria, and we would only open, with the exception of you know an effort to see what we can do around this uh, this outdoor space of with some capacity. But if we were to go to the auditorium, that would only happen after we filled the other spaces. So it may be that we yeah. need to come up with, and and Christine, you and I can uh, can can kind of put our heads together about making sure we get the right kind of assistance to be able to support that. That is a long walk. I mean, that's a long corridor. Uh, yeah, Roberta said that that's a first of all, the folks who don't want to take the bus system in from Roberta's COA feel yeah. then they have to park far away, even those spaces in front fill up quickly. And then so they're walking from their cars to the 
registration, then they're walking from registration to the room that they're going to be. Um, what would you, what, any suggestions? I don't know the high school as well as I would like to. You know, I, I, in my mind, originally was thinking of the middle school and how the library is right across from that check-in area, but um, I don't, I don't. I don't have a suggestion for a closer room. Kathy looks like she might. Yeah, so I do know the high school a little better, <laughs> um, but we, we can have all the wheelchairs similar to what we do at like graduation. We can have all the wheelchairs from all the schools there um, to help people. They could also, Scott, if, they're, um, if you're allowing the library for that second space, they can go in through um, sort of the gym entrance and we could have signs pointing. There's an elevator that goes right up to the library there. So that would be a shorter distance, or maybe the bus drops them off at that door. And they the, can, the only pr the only problem is they have to come through that single point registration. of registration. Yeah, yeah. So the, so the wheelchairs, you know, could be that, right. That there. would be great. If, you if know, we and help that, that would be fantastic. And I could certainly drum up people to help. You know, transport also um, down there. As far as ventilation in the school, we may want to, if we're sending a reminder out to people, the windows have to be open um, in school buildings, so that you might want to remind people to layer. Um, cause it, it does get cool. Even the kids are cold, you know, during, um, you know, school days. So it would be good to remind them of that. And every door to every school has a Purell station. We generally haven't had kids change out masks, um, mainly because we don't want a bottleneck of kids when they're all coming in and we don't want them taking their masks off. So that was sort of one reason we didn't do that entering, you know, if you had people entering a hospital a little at a time, as opposed to, you know, people right behind each other removing masks to put a new one on. You know, that would be my only concern with changing out the masks right at the same spot. Unless maybe they did that outside before they came into a building. Well, I'll, I, I have to defer to, to you folks yeah. about uh, Melissa's suggestion about, I mean, I, I have got into healthcare yeah. facilities where I've been required to turn and, and to take a mask. So it's not, it's not foreign to me, but I don't know. We're also asking people to do be comfortable over the next four hours behind a mask. And I don't know whether that makes any difference. It doesn't to me, but. Holly, you've, you've, uh, you've had your hand raised for quite a while. What, what are you, what's your thinking? Well, my only question was if people forget their masks, will you provide, will you have some spares so they don't yes. have to go all the way home or go back to their car? Yes. Okay, no, that's my only have, question. We'll have the same ones, uh, you know, we did it when we did the town, the town meeting outside. So we'll have boxes available for everybody. Yeah. yeah okay. So I would suggest in Kathy's um, concern of people changing them as when they have already entered the building is you could have people outside, you know, passing them out with a large barrel right there and you can have them change them out before they even get into the check-in area. Yeah, but a lot of people have, you know, have distinctive cloth masks and everything that they got, have gotten really comfortable with. They wear to work every day. And I, I and, and, and there are some people that, uh, I don't call it a mandate because I don't like it. I call it a requirement, basically, but that there is a mask requirement, but that they that they they may be testy about it. I don't know whether we would be, you know, what the if there's a benefit to be gained by having that kind of an interaction with people as they enter the meeting and asking them to take off the mask that they are comfortable in and to, you know, to I I I just have to trust your thinking about whether is that. Does that reduce the risk in a way? Is it worth having that kind of dialogue with everybody entering? Um, 
you know, if people don't have masks, we would certainly provide them a, you know, a, the appropriate mask. What, what's probably more important I, I, I that they wear the point. mask appropriately. You know, you see a lot of people wearing their mask below their nose. It probably would be more important that they wear the mask correctly as opposed to, um, I mean, I know in the school system that we went through this and you can't require people to wear a certain mask, but you can make sure that they wear it appropriately. Okay, and we can suggest to people, I think we can suggest to people that by having these, that if there's, you know, that they have an opportunity to get a new, a new mask. I know when I, when I had my surgery in the height of all this, I was happy to always have a new mask because I wanted a mask everywhere. Yeah. Or, no, I think you know, it's nice to my, offer it. My car, my pocket, everywhere. So the more yeah. masks, the better. No, I think it's a nice thing to offer it. And I, I, I guess I would also agree that, you know, one, I think it, Carol mentioned off at the beginning that being prepared to do some kind of enforcement uh, or encouragement of proper mask wearing, you know, like when for a while when we were at the Patriots for the uh, the New England Revolution for a while they had you had to wear a mask and they had people going around and they would wear they'd hold up a sign that says, put your mask back on over your nose, you know. Well, we can we have a tech, we're going to have technology. We, I'm sorry, sorry, I was going to say we could have a PSA. I mean, we could. Yeah, you know, we're going to have technology. We could project it right before the meeting, a reminder like they do in the movie theaters, right? Yes. Yeah. Series of right. reminders that come on just before we start the meeting about proper mask wearing and things that are educational. Carol? I was thinking I, it may be um, a, an idea. I do not know what your plan with all this extra facilitation and guides. I almost think of um, when we all used to go, and you probably do it, parent night, and you have the student council or the athletes or the band, and they guide the parents because you didn't know what room was which, right? And so I'm thinking, um, I in my work, we um, call on youth and to help us with messaging, and it might be a consideration that you engage uh young people in the sports teams or school leaders and they have those signs or hand out masks so that people I find are less inclined to get angry at a young person. I'm not expecting anger, but if there's frustration, they may be better received by, you know, Eric Ormberg and, you know, all the coaches saying we've got some young people on a Sunday that would help out and they smile and you know, try to make it positive. Yeah. Just an idea. My only concern with that would be from a contact tracing point of view, um, I don't want to be keeping those kids out of school because there was an exposure. Um, you know, ordinarily, I would think that's a great idea, but that that would be my only concern. Mm. In the past, actually, Carol, when, when I had I had a affiliation with Richard disorder because he had a class and we aligned uh, a, a, a little section of it on the town meeting. And I, I did enlist, uh, you know, people from that particular class. They provided some of this kind of support. So I, I like the idea, but I, hearing what Kathy, you know, is saying, um, maybe that is an offsetting kind of an, you know, an issue. We don't, we don't want to be the story. The moderator never wants to be the story. And we don't want town meeting to be the story either, right? So we want the, we want the vote and the, and what happens next to be the story. So uh, let me. 
we've we've seen where other things become the story and you know we don't need that so ideas maybe there's some young college kids it just seems yep. vaccinated children yeah. <laughs> would be okay <laughs> well if you don't yeah um so uh, would, would um would you be working christine we be working together to around this psa notion you know the same kind of uh, a handout that they did in concord which got us a long way there that was good the one that was circulated and i see i've seen a couple others that i've downloaded so to get that kind of documentation circulated in advance and i wonder whether we should do some kind of a little short video that's a minute and a half long maybe featuring the members of the board of health just talking about you know just just all of these questions boom boom and kind of in a rapid fire way that they they know that this has been um just just a reminder we've had two town meetings so far in during covid and we did uh put together guidance so i will be balancing you know using that and balancing uh switching to indoor but we do have guidance available yeah. um, that we can use there's um a group um steve schools involved in it in the hospitals uh academic they don't call it volunteer corps anymore pu academic public health corps and they've made many psas and mina's not on here today but um i can just see what else they have oh, already that'd be, made. Great. that'd be great does the moderator have to wear a mask two of them <laughs> <laughs> one over is I might come entirely messed. <laughs> okay, so I, I do need, I was I was driving today and for the first time I, I just had the mental picture of looking out at this large crowd and not being able to read facial expressions. Nothing new to, to those of you that are in education. I know that you've been talking about some of my friends who are professors at BC were talking about a week or two ago about just what how different it is to be, you know, speaking to an audience where you can't be reading as as, as effectively as you used to their, their facial expressions. Okay, so there's uh which I guess would be true in reverse as people look at me. I, I don't have to worry about smirking as much and stuff. <laughs> we could get you a clear mask. <laughs> yeah. Good. What, what what any anything else that we should be thinking about as we put together these, these guidelines and procedures and I hope this is a continuous dialogue, you know, as we lead up to the you know the town meeting. I really appreciate everybody taking the time. We want to do this right. Um, I just worry about the wording um, about the room that's going to be used for comorbidities, yep. or how, I think that needs to be very thoughtful. Um, okay. What room, you know, a room that's because um, you don't want to say it's a, a safe space necessarily because nothing right now is completely without risk, um, and you don't want to limit people or or signal people out who feel uh their comorbidities could be different than someone else you know someone could say my comorbidity is such and such i don't know how granular you want to get for that description but i think it needs to be like a a thoughtful um presentation of the space that's going to be a little less um dense yeah, well, that's great. Well, I'm so glad to have so many good, thoughtful thinkers on this call that can help me because I don't, I wouldn't know uh, where to, you know, that that designation there is is very fine, I would imagine, around. So I, I would need a little bit of help as we frame that up, Christine. I don't know whether it it it's, it steps it up a little because although we 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 had a lot of guidance for the outdoor town meeting, this this 
there needs to be that much more guidance, I think, as we, we gather people indoors. So um, I agree. As far as having like younger um, student, you know, perhaps this academic uh, volunteer corps has uh, the ability to send over some students or because I'm hearing about a lot of logistics. How are you asking for town residents to volunteer for all these, you know, like guiding people, moving people, Scott? Or Not at this time. No, we, we have a, you know, I, I will have more than the average assistant uh, town meeting folks. We, you know, we're not going to, we won't be having counters, but we will be having tellers who will be there for the counting of the votes. So I am going to recruit some independent people to be, you know, participate with the, the chief of police and the deputy moderator and the town clerk in the counting of the votes. So that will be some separate folks. I think Marion is expecting to try to recruit uh, a little broader uh, spectrum so we can space out and have a number of people so that we can move registration and avoid that clog. Uh, Carol, I do, you know, you know, it's kind of on my mind as a, as a, as an item here around this kind of guidance around the you know the building because we we could have to switch over to once we got to overflow at a certain level we have to direct people in a different direction and we have to have people there that would be able to help them uh, be directed. And then we've talked about providing this kind of support and assistance with the with the wheelchairs that Kathy was referencing. And I don't know, we would need to get some folks that would be able to participate in that. I'd like to be able to have that be something. So if you know, getting people from the front door, maybe even from where they had to park, uh, you know, into the building and do, to do that. So let me think about where those folks would come from. But I um I, I just don't know. I mean, I, the student the natural place to go vaccinated students who wanted to I assume it would be I would be able to say that right if there's also and, and a medical Kathy, reserve you say that that, for we, oh, we also have issue. just if I can interrupt everybody for one second we also have um you know numerous department heads who are required by the charter to be at town meeting so in my discussions with Marion we'll be utilizing department heads for a lot of the moving around and where they should go in the in the building so well, they're required to, yeah they're required to be there anyway so i hate to see them just sitting in the visitor section when we can use them so uh similar to how you saw our dpw director giving out water at the annual town meeting you'll see them around the building uh helping that's everybody great. out yeah that's great and it okay. may be easier to use the um, medical reserve course, Scott, like diff like Needham has many Medfield people that signed up for their MRC. And I can ask them, um, certainly it wouldn't be Medfield people, but they vaccinate, they work flu clinics, they work COVID clinics. So yeah. there's, I can put you in touch um, yeah. in, with, with them. Um, we won't need anyone to do vaccines, but they have a lot of non-medical um, people that work for different emergencies or programs that come up in a community. Please and they're do. all quarried and um, not that, anyway, I'll yeah. put you in touch. That's great, with, very, with them. very good, very helpful. The Jeff, only concern about that is you're just bringing in more people. And that's my only concern about bringing in a whole other group of people and you're just increasing your numbers and your potential i mean it's a great idea i love it if we have people that will already be there i just think oh yeah 
throwing another yeah. 50 people on you know it just it, there is a risk risk concern with that just for me just something to think about very true okay well let christine and i will do a little uh, inventory of how many people we think we would need to fill these various positions um we try to get a reading through the Council on Aging and uh, you know on, on, on people that need support, I think that they would. I don't, we don't have a formal way of making people register in advance or anything like that, but it, we should work to try to get a number, you know, just to make sure that we could make sure that we have the support and assistance to be able to help everybody get to the gym if that's their choice or to get to uh, the library if that were to be their choice. You know, I, I personally love to look out and I, you know, I'd love to see, you know, the, the usual suspects. I, you know, seeing Ann Thompson and John Harney and Caroline Stanley, and I could go on and on. I don't want to leave anybody out, but, you know, that's, that's certainly part of the, the character of the town. And from when you stand up at the podium, it always, that's the part that I like to look out and see the, you know, the people who have uh, been through this before and are still coming back. So I'm hoping that we do get, we get a lot of people. And new people too, people who haven't come to town meeting before that, you know, we need to kind of explain what is this less than perfect, but, but pretty good way of making decisions all at one time by a town, as I said, directly, democratically, being able to participate as a legislator, you know, yourself, you're actually a part of making decisions, making laws in this instance, or making appropriations. Pretty powerful, but I'm a fan. You know, so. Christine, do you have um, in the past without COVID, if people come with children, you allow it. But in this case, we've sort of now discussed it and said children are just it's no. just not a great um, idea. Do you then turn them away? How does uh, how would that work? We have in never we have never allowed. Uh, I think there's been some resistance we've been surprised maybe but um you know so i don't think this is really a change of precedent to be honest with you there's a there's actually a part of our bylaw that was put into place that allows for students age 15 up to their age of registering to vote excuse me to be able to participate and uh in the past we actually had a designated student set and and, and kind of by implication you know the implication is that that it's all registered voters except for those students who could join the visitor section and not for folks who are who are, who are younger right so. years ago when we had some votes we had babysitting in a park but not yeah. in the conversational places so yeah. even if people might remember oh my cousin brought her children they brought them mm -hmm. because the Girl Scouts were babysitting or the field hockey team and they were in a separate place and not in the cafeteria or the high, you know, the gym or right. Right, Kath? Yeah, it was the honor society. Yeah. <laughs> the honor society. Uh, right. Yeah. That would, but I mean, no, if you're I'm, talking a four hour meeting, that would be a long that. time for kids anyway. You know, no. tough. And, and I was just way, more wondering, would you then say, sorry we're turning you away that was i guess the question i would well we're going to do a lot of publicity yeah. beginning tomorrow night at the selectman's meeting and which Good. is okay. a topic yeah and i i have a i have a once the the 
the article is framed once they've closed the warrant then I've got to start getting information out in, in all the usual ways, which would be through the patch. Uh, I normally mm -hmm. will send something off to uh, certainly to Pete who has a, has a widely spread blog. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, it gets to the the insider and any other places that you know that are appropriate. Usually, people post for me on social media. I don't post for myself okay. on social media, so that would be that would, <laughs> yeah. be that would be done. And so, I've got good relationships with the administrators of those sites because we know a lot of people are there and looking at it. And I'll have other guidance as well that won't just be about about health or about logistics that will have to do with uh, decorum, civility. Uh, you know, the tone by which we, you know, we undertake our dialogue in this town. I just, I tell people all the time, you know, I believe it, uh, that this is a special place and the special nature of it just doesn't have to do with our quality education and our open space. I could go on and on, the people on this call, the volunteers, but it really does have to do with the way that we have engaged in Medfield for the 28 years that I've been in town and it's around uh, town meeting, but it's not just around town meeting, it's around Medfield Day. It's around, you know, really a slew of a med all night graduation. You know, you could go on and on depending on the way that we have rallied around uh, situations in the past where families have been, you know, had issues that they had to deal with. So that's what I take pride in. That's what makes it a special place. And I'm hoping that I can prevail upon the, the group to say, let's maintain that. I used to go to the Mass Moderators Association and I'd listen to these stories, these horror stories of things that were going on in these other towns. And I'd say, I just, wow. And then, you know, here we are some number of years later, and there's a little bit of a, there's a little bit of a, a, a current of it, you know, flowing through that is maybe fueled a little bit by ways in which people are communicating today that they, they, they couldn't in the past. It used to be letters to the editor, but you know, I, I'm hoping we could turn that to a force for good by getting good information out and letting people then come in. And I'm also realistic that uh, town meeting is not for everybody. In other words, that there, it, it's, it's a little bit of a foreign way of, of, of governing, but we're governing oneself. It's, it's you know, it is uh, participatory, it's uh, self-government. And it's, it's, you know, this is one of the vestiges that it's, it's the, one of the purest forms that it really exists. And so, you know, we want to continue to promote it. And uh, down the road, there may be changes. I think there may be generational changes. And my, my, when I talk about it, it's always been preserve the core, preserve the best parts of it, which have to do with this deliberation, discussion, the engagement by a lot of people in town. And if we need to stimulate some change in the way it's done, we will do that over time. But we can't do it on the fly in the middle of COVID. You know, we pretty much have to try to do it uh, similarly to the way that we've done it in the past. Scott, one more question, and I apologize, because um, I don't know this. Uh, do we get to the step two if step one doesn't pass, or no? Yes. So they, for, for reasons that actually played themselves out uh, 20 years ago, the vote will go forward. So uh, okay. no matter what happens at town meeting, and we know that it's a supermajority threshold. So if it if it if it doesn't, the vote doesn't achieve the supermajority, there will still be a vote. And they're, they're actually independent okay. exercises. They're voting on different things. So there is a process by okay. which things can be can be brought back and changed, and and you know the vote. So um, I think that the answer is going to be yes. And and one of the things that will be encouraged from the podium is for people to participate in the second stage of the process, no matter how how the first stage. 
you know, it would be critical okay. that if it, if it does mm -hmm. pass by two thirds, that it needs an affirmative vote, of, you know, a week later in the majority. Um, and it's, it tends to be, a, a, a observation says it tends to be a little bit a, a different general population of folks that come to town meeting and, and participate in that and, and vote that might turn out a week later at the ballot. Scott, I just have to say, I, I feel like you are a great leader and, and you do a very thoughtful yet, um, uh, I don't want to say authoritative, but that might be the, you know, that's the role. And um, peop, I'm grateful we have you um, well, for you. this uh, vote. And I appreciate that you've been so thoughtful and working with Steve and spending all this time and um, I do feel that the more we can tell people what to expect, the better. And then you don't yes. have any kind of uh, background on that issue. And I just think, you know, having folks, I love Christine's idea, all town staff, you know, town staff, then you don't bring in outsiders, but to uh, remind people of the SOP of the day and the masks and the kindness. Um, well, I'm looking so forward you. to being able to communicate to the town a lot of what we've talked about and more in the next couple of days, because I think it's, it's, it's just been very difficult to get it not to get ahead of ourselves. So until the warrant opens and closes, Kelly is actually getting texts from people. Will this be the only item, you know, that is on it? Is it a simple yes or no? Well, theoretically, you know, uh, when the warrant closes tomorrow night, we will have an we will have an article, Christine. Right at that point, we'll be looking at the article, that, and then I'll be able to say this is this is what we will be voting on. But um, because it's 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 happening close to the town meeting, people are wondering. But but I, let them focus on the decision that they you know that they're going to deliberate, and I will get all the information out there as regularly as I as I can in the next couple of weeks by whatever sources we can. And I'll ask, you know, folks in town to kind of spread the word that, you know, this is the way that we're going to try to conduct our affairs. And then, you know, we'll we'll see what we what happens. It's, it's, promises to be. There is a one o'clock Patriots game during that time. <laughs> By the way, I just want to point we, out, it's it's an away game and it's the Panthers. Has that been? Will we be able to? Can we simultaneously broadcast the Patriots game during? Uh, you are not the first person to ask me that. We have, we have uh, asking for a friend. <laughs> yeah, it's asking for a friend. Yeah. Well, um, maybe I will periodically, uh, you know, speak to the score or something. But but we'll see. We we you know, we looked at we looked at we looked at a lot of options for times and dates in order to get this done. It had it had to be um, synch synchronized with the election votes, and because of the time of year that we are, we start to get into the holiday. I mean, into the balloting and the town meeting. Uh, you know, doing anything between Thanksgiving and Christmas doesn't make sense on an art. You know, something this. So we 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 and the, and the warrant committee wanted to go through a process in order to be able to do their advisory work for the benefit of the town. So we wanted to provide them enough time. So this is how we ended up on on that date and we looked at, you know, we, we had done a, a Saturday, you know, in the past and uh, we get some objections to, to, to that. We looked at Sunday afternoon, we looked at doing it on Monday night. We looked at doing it on Monday night a little bit earlier. 
Um, but I, I think we came to, you know, at least a, I hope what will be a, a good decision absent the Patriots. And who knows by that time, how many weeks is that away? Gosh, they could be two and six going into the Panthers game. I don't know. <laughs> we may be, we may still be interested in the Red Sox on, on that Sunday. That would be, but you know, that could be the uh, sixth game of the World Series. We haven't, but we haven't taken that into account. Oh my God, I just had that thought for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> all right okay well thank you yeah i don't uh, do we want do we have uh do we have a motion to adjourn i don't think we have another agenda item i make a motion we adjourn and i guess may i just ask so is are you going to we don't, we're not obviously voting on this, but any of these suggestions, you're going to keep Steve informed on your final decisions. And um, there is no requirement for us to vote. Yeah, but maybe we will do some kind of an exchange back and forth as we kind of, you know, go go through some of these considerations that just that make sure, but, but you know, we think between Christian and I, we certainly have noted, you know, around the ventilation, around the, you know, spreading out of the registration, the Purell uh, masks, but not only the masks for the meeting, but a reminder of how what masks should be worn, and then the usual handout or something that would be communicated in advance that would provide the advisory. You know, if people aren't well, they should, you know, they should stay home, and all of the things that that, and and we will share that back, you know with the Board of Health for any kind of uh, suggestions as to how to make it either clearer or more comprehensive for sure. And uh, I'm hoping you come up with an, an option that some folks could be somewhere outside close and attend because yeah. I just want the town to be able to say, oh, everyone had a chance and um, no, no looking back over the process. If, if at all possible, because yeah, well, we yeah, and I, I feel very strongly. I want to provide that environment. You know, we live unfortunately in a time where, uh, I, you know, I want people to think an absolute good faith effort was made to try to do what I encourage, which is I love civic engagement. I'd like people to come and participate, but to try to do that, you know, at at large numbers and do it safely and and to be able to. You know, have a really a lockdown registration and a and a good process for for voting, and a, a reasonable process for you know the discussion. Um, you know, I know at the end of the day, I always apologize in advance that I'm going to have to cut some people off. I expect that people will still want to go to the microphones, you know, at a time when uh, the rest of the town is saying, you know, we this is about a, a, an appropriate amount of time, and it's time to you know to call, to call this to a vote. We have many people that would want me to do that on my own initiative in the first 10 minutes, but you know, <laughs> uh, I resist that because I do believe in the process. So anyway, thank you. All right. So let's so, so a motion. I'll make a motion. We adjourn the meeting. Okay, uh, Carol. Yes. Holly. Holly, can you vote yes. to adjourn? Yeah. All right. Uh, Kathy? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Melissa? Yep. And me, yes. So the, we're adjourned. Uh, thanks a lot.
Thank you, Can I just make one reminder before I let you one. all go? Is that I'm going to be announcing this tomorrow night. So, um, you know, this is a recorded call. It's open and available to everybody. But just in terms of uh, making it seem like it's happening in a, you know, kind of this sequence that we're trying to choreograph. I, I, you know, I don't know that some of the things we talked about have not been announced publicly so far. It'd be great to be able to, you know, to, to do them together tomorrow night. So I would just say in terms of, you know, the further communication with the with the town if, if if you're inclined to know that there's going to be communications that are going to be coming for me and then after that I would I would get the encouragement of everybody to participate in however however you like to participate around the, the town's dialogue if that makes sense but just knowing that I'm, I'm a day away we're still working this we're still thinking it you know as you could tell I mean this is this is the third meeting of the day what we've you know we've met with the police chief we we're trying to do all those things uh, so by tomorrow, most of this, I think, will will, you know, be in the form of guidelines and procedures. Thank you. Sounds yeah. good. Thank you very much. Makes sense. Thank, Thank you. you.